Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you the good news of the parish and to enable you to grow outside of the walls of the church building. Right, so you're again uh, with Beverly and Jenny and we're talking this week about prayer and the resources that we, we're going to be handing out uh, for Thy Kingdom Come and, and how to use them a little bit. But also as well about talking about how we pray and how it's okay to be different when we pray. So we're all different people and we all pray in different ways. Uh, for example, um, I find, I was with Joy this morning, we were at uh, mm, yeah. St James's, and Joy, she hopefully won't mind me saying this, but has this amazing ability to pray uh, off the top of her head. Fantastic. Yeah. And she, the prayers that she comes up with off the top of her head are just phenomenal. And, you know, and oh, it, it, it made me feel a bit jealous, really, to be <laughs> honest with her. At the end, I thought, I wish I could pray like Joy. Here I am as a vicar, and you know, if it comes to me, I have to go, uh, 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 God, uh, go, please can you, uh, you know, it just sounds so awful. So, so I've always used, because I find that a very difficult way to pray, I've always used um, books or what's known as the daily office, which is basically uh, psalms and songs from the Bible. I've always found that really helpful to give me a structure to pray. And after I've been through that, uh, that structure, it's only then that I can begin to pray in my own words. You know, so I'm, I'm not as, as, as good as, as joy. So, Jenny, do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the things or ways in which you pray at home? Or Well, I'd be very interested hearing you give reasons for using the more structured prayer because that's the side of it I've found more difficult and uh, I'm inclined to uh, well, not exactly pray off the top of my head hopefully spirit-led mm. it's only occasionally I find printed prayers that really speak to me speak to God having said that I found far more of that just recently mm. and since we've done the Lent uh, of course. Of it was course. the Lent prayers I produced was basically the office was what I would do is, is a psalm yes. and a reading and a couple of little things. But actually, I'm actually very used to that whenever we go on retreat because we usually follow a Franciscan form of mm. uh, offices. That's what celebrating common prayer is, is mm. the Franciscan yeah. office. Yeah. Yes. A okay. dangerous book to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy that book, whatever you do, you know. Look what happened uh, to me. You're making me want to. <laughs> oh, you probably got it. Uh, no, so, so Beverly, what, what sort of things do you do, you do then to, to pray? Well, in a similar way, I, um, I sometimes find extemporary prayer quite difficult publicly, mainly because I'm not very fluent and I'm not very poetic and I can't use lovely flowery language. Um, when I pray it's more like I'm chatting to mm. God. Yes. Um, and and so I will use very con language. I will lose my thread a little bit. I'll 
go around the houses and that's fine when it's just me and God but of course when you're trying to lead other people I'm very conscious of the fact that my stream of consciousness may not be their stream of consciousness um, but I do think structure is important even if it's not structure of words so if I think about my own um, personal prayer um, I still have a structure so I will start with worship music um, so I will listen and I will sing and I will worship God um, and that's really important to me because it helps me just become more conscious of God's presence and become more conscious that God is God and I'm me and we know God is with us all the time but the reality is we lose consciousness of that because we're too busy doing our own thing so taking st starting off by bringing myself much more consciously into the presence of God through some worship um, is, is where I would start. And then I would um, read scripture um, and, um, and then pray. And, when, and by that point, I'm much more um, conscious of God and much more conscious of his spirit with me. Um, and, and I just chat. But it's quite interesting, though, that that's a very similar method to what I use with the office mm. and what monks use. So like when I was in the monastery, we would sing the Psalms, right? We would chant the Psalms and you chant them and then you mm -hmm. chant some songs in the Bible and then you'd have a reading and then there'd be some prayers, mm -hmm. which is basically the same thing. Yeah. But so it's, it's interesting that people have come to the same point from completely different sort of roots yeah. if, you, if you see what I mean um, because I remember the reason that uh, Father Peter used to say that the, the chant is all one note with twiddles on it <laughs> right is that what we're doing is in prayer is we're joining in the eternal song of thanksgiving back to God for what he has done for us and I've always found that amazing that it's the, the golden thread that we, we jump on um, see, I was listening, Father. <laughs> <laughs> the golden thread that we jump on. And it doesn't really matter, in a sense, whether that's Gregorian chant or some worship band thing, mm. whatever we have, that sort of thing. I don't know. I, I don't own any of that stuff. Uh, that sort collective. Of, yeah, yeah, all, all that sort of stuff. It doesn't, no, it doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah. You know, because it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, and I think that's right. I think no matter how, we all pray in different ways and we all have different tastes and styles. Mm. God made us a beautiful tap, uh, sort of tapestry of people, didn't he? Um, but I think there is, um, there is that common thread of we start by just remembering who God is and how you do that, whether it's through Psalms, reading a hymn, listening to worship music, but it's a time when we we honour who God is um, and then we have a space for God to speak before we speak and I think that's the, that's scripture really isn't it you know yeah. we read the bible because it's really easy for us to put ourselves at the centre of everything we do including praying to God um, so we recognise God is God we listen to his word and then we speak we it's bring to do out. as well with not turning it into kind of Santa shopping list yes. <laughs> is where we say, God, I want you to do this, then I want you to do that, and I want you to do another. 
And I, I've always felt uncomfortable with that. And going back to those, um, I was speaking to Mother's Union about these nuns we went to see, which got me onto the um, celebrating calm prayer. They would say, we bring before you Mrs. Jones, or whoever they were praying for. And then there was just silence. And I always found that amazing that, that they were just saying, we're remembering this person in prayer, and God, you do your what you want to do with it you know so jenny what you said a little bit about what what you do with the structure and what have you uh have you found sort of it always to be the same when you pray or was it ups and downs or what was oh, it ups and downs yes i would regard myself as not very disciplined in it i'm afraid what? but i've been i do use quiet spaces a week or so have been wonderful <laughs> <laughs> So what we've got this Thy Kingdom Cobb, we've got some resources. Now, Jenny, what resources did you use last year? Because we've used some of the same ones last year as mm. we used this year. What did do you remember what you did last year for them? What have you put out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um yeah, that's right. It was a, it was a novena book, book, a green book. book. Some yes. of you might remember I had a beautiful picture on the front. I still um, got it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was a novena, which means nine, nine days, nine days of prayer. Um, and it, if you remember, it had a picture to reflect on yes. um, and some scripture um, and, and a prayer. Um, and it sort of guided you each day. Um, and then we've got more of those this year. And actually, last year there was just one. This year we've got three different novenas. So they're all based on the same thing. A, a each day you will be guided through prayer but they all take a slightly different approach um so um i'll uh, i'll start with one of these um so we've got um novena 2018 nine days of prayer change lives changing lives so this is reflect this one is focusing on remembering what god has done in our lives and then praying that he might also work in other people's lives um, and again it's based on it's quite visual so there's a painting this um uh, an artist whose name i can't find right now but there is an artist uh ian pentney so he's done some beautiful paintings and so for each day there's a painting um, and it says look wait with prayerful expectation then read the text which is from a psalm or from um uh, other part of scripture Listen for a word with a willing heart and then pray and action. So again, it guides you each day um, for not just to pray, but also to think about action. I like that. That's, I think because I'm dyslexic, I probably would have always been very visual in prayer. Mm. So I love it in St. Mary's when I sit down, say when I'm celebrating the service year, and I look at the windows and I think the windows, that always, and, and, and even some of the some of ones in St. James's, or the little ones they have in St. Peter's as well, I, I love stained glass windows, the visualness of it, you know, and I find that quite, I think a lot of words put me off in that sense, you know, it just looks like a big mash of text, but uh, I think I would like that because of who I am, if you see what I mean, so that does look good. Um, I might give that one a go actually <laughs> I've got the, the Pentecost Novena uh, which is sponsored by the <coughs> Catholic Church 
Catholic Church. <laughs> Catholic Church. Uh, I'll get told off by my wife for saying that now. And um, basically, this is the office, the daily office. And the song in here, I couldn't remember what it's called in Latin. It's all about Camoli Spirit. And you, you say that each day. So it's very, very similar uh, thing, but it's more text-based with um, with some songs and a reading in there. So I, I don't know. I'm draw, I'm, I'm sort of... Oh, I might give this one a go no. as well. It's quite good, yeah. really. I think that one's a bit more reflective, isn't it? Because you use the same text every day. Yeah. So it's that sense of coming back to what is quite a poetic... Um, piece of writing and each day you're you're in a sense repeating the same um, words to aid reflection so that's probably quite meditative um, I like that because how yeah. you do it because you, you laughed at me when we did this before <laughs> but my poetic way of reading it out yes. and I said come Holy Spirit come from your celestial home shed a ray of light divine come father of the poor the source of all that is in store come within our bosom shine the reason I I read it like that is because in the office you read a lot of poetry. Yeah. So my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour. And what you do find in repeating these things, it's almost like being sort of pickled. You absorb the words and they become part of who you are. Mm. And I think that's the thing about regular prayer. My old spiritual director said it's, it's like being an onion and being pickled. <laughs> so we have um, another nine days of prayer so this is called waiting in wonder um, and again it's very similar to the first one in the sense that you've got pictures and then you've got a guide for the day these pictures are slightly more traditional I think they're from the Methodist art collection um, and each day um, you're actually given a set prayer um, and then you're encouraged to reflect on the picture, to read um, from scripture. And, but it gives you a reflection on the Bible passage. So it's guiding you a little bit more, not just to read the scripture, but to think about very specific things. And then to listen and to pray. So this one is um, probably quite helpful if maybe you're quite nervous about um, praying, something you don't feel very confident about, then this is probably a good one because it leads you through step by step um, and uh, um, gives you that that you know that that helping hints and tips as you as you go through. So what's that one called again? That's called Nine Days of Prayer Waiting in Wonder. So we'll put the we'll put in the show notes a little summary of each of these things and we'll get pictures up so you'll be able yes. to know which is this now, Jenny, you, you liked that one when you were talking earlier, the prayer journal, didn't you? You said... Uh, yes, we used something similar to this last year, didn't we? Um, uh, yes, 11 days of prayer, uh, and we choose five people to pray for during those days. And each day it takes you through with a different theme uh, to pray for your five people. Think I've summed that up. Well, it's quite mm. intentional, that is. It? Yes, yes. You you have to, and I found that quite powerful. Sometimes that intentional thing where you commit to pray for a certain person or a certain situation, mm. and I suppose that's where you begin to see God working, mm. where you see some results or some uh, mm. something from it. You know. Yes. You, yes. you know. Um, you do see, it might not be what he wanted, 
you know, he's, he's not like Father Christmas. He doesn't get you the, the Lego you asked for. Um, he gives you what you need. Mm. And sometimes you can, you can realise that uh, what you've prayed for intentionally has come about, but in a way you find quite irritating because it's not the way you wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. But it was better. <laughs> God, yes. God's like, God's um, the opposite of my dad, yeah? My dad always thinks he's right, yeah? Okay, but he's not. But my heavenly father is more irritating than my dad because he knows he's always right, and he is. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is really annoying. You know, so yeah. here we go. The last thing to talk about is uh, prayer spaces. Now, we tried to record this, me and Beverly, in my retreat room last week, which was a bit of a fail because of the sound. Uh, in our house, because we have a spare bedroom, which is really small, what we've done, we've turned it into a retreat room. So me and my wife and my kids share that room as a place that we go and uh, we pray in. So say my wife gets up before me uh, and does her yoga, and then she goes into the retreat room and does her, her devotions that she does in there. She's working her way uh, through the Bible at the moment. So each day she's reading a different uh, part of the Bible and in the end of the year she would have finished it and she's doing that with a group of people all over the world who were doing that so that's quite an interesting thing that is so she's reading a lot even the weird bits <laughs> so uh, that's one thing she, and then I go in there and do uh, the office of readings and I think it's it's good to have a special place uh, in your home that we go to intentionally uh, use for prayer. And that's evolved over the years. It began in, um, when I was in the tower block, which was basically my desk where uh, I got a, like a postcard of some nice church and I put it up and I, I lit a candle on my desk by my keyboard and um, got on with it. And from that, it's kind of, evolved into this uh, retreat room which has got like prayer flags in now and uh, mm -hmm. uh, various statues and all sorts of things in there it's quite it, it's not all mine which is quite nice but does do you have a special place that you would you would say your prayers Jenny? I have to admit it's really my armchair usually mm -hmm. uh, sometimes with a candle but not that often <laughs> So, no, matter. not really, but it, I think that's where I pray and that's where I'm comfortable. Uh, to say nothing of, in a less formal sort of prayer time, I would say when I'm lying in bed, when I'm awake early in the morning mm. and before I go to sleep, but not the study side of it, but mm. more yeah. um, chat type yeah. of prayer. But do you always sit in the same chair, though? Yes. So that is your... You've just got, it is like your retreat room, you've just got your chair that you sit in. Well, that's true, yes. Yeah? Yes. I think and there are things I can focus on because we've got them in the room anyway. Yeah. yeah. Across and uh, things that remind us of uh, what various places we visited and, uh, yeah, so, and the palm crosses are around usually somewhere or another, you know, so. Mm. I think the prayer armchair is um, is really quite you know for a lot of people mm. it is about um, 
yeah just having that space where you um stop in fact i know a very large church in america where they encourage <laughs> their big thing is about chair time that's yes. what they call it and they challenge all of their um congregation around um are you having daily chair time where's your chair time where's your favorite armchair so yeah that sense of it's just a place we go to and it can be a room but it doesn't have to be and for some people it's not even indoors no i know there are many people oh. who will say that they go for a particular walk each day and that's the place where mm. they meet god i have a friend who is um, a bit of a crazy fitness person and she goes running um, but every day she'll go for a run and every day that's her time when she talks to God, when she listens to scripture through her earphones and she um, that is her, you know, her, quite an important part of her devotional time. So, um, yeah, but I think it's, so I think that saying doesn't really matter where it is, but there's something intentional about it. There's yeah. something about yes. every day I have a time where I sit in this chair and I do this and, and for and so something like thy kingdom come is a great opportunity to practice that for nine days because you're not committing to do it forever you're just committing for these nine days i'm going to have this point in time i'm going to sit in this place and i'm going to do this and and then maybe after nine days it might become a habit well yeah <laughs> it's a friend of mine in uh, one of my old parishioners in drayton she used to live on the edge of the canal and she had a dog so her, uh, she used to say her prayers when she walked a dog. Mm. So she'd read a piece of scripture uh, before she set off. And then as she walked a dog down the canal, and if you've seen the canal where she lived, you know, it doesn't matter what how lovely I made my prayer room, it wouldn't look as lovely as that canal. <laughs> no, you know, because and I think, you know, um, and I've always been um, a, a big fan of, of praying outside, uh, probably because I grew up on top of a mountain. And this idea of, of walking up the mountain and being outside and things. So it doesn't really matter um, how we do it in a sense. His question is, is it's what, what we do is regular and what we do is, is what allows us to connect to God through some kind of structure. Mm. That's the thing. What the structure is, we can help you work that out. But it, it needs to be something... Because I think the danger is if we don't have a structure we will revert back to the shopping list mm -hmm. and the quality of prayer will, will, will go down. It, it, it always makes me think of people who say, well, we don't bother with Valentine's Day anymore now because we're past all that. Uh, I, I only take it out when we feel as though we have to. And then you say, well, when was the last time you took it out? And you say, oh, I don't know, probably about, I don't know, nine, ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> It's just kind of code for, you know, oh, we don't need these special places and special times. We, we're happy together. And you say, all right, okay, you can't be bothered. Okay, fine, right, yeah, I've got that. Um, the last thing to talk about today is two, what's it, Beverly, two, six, what's ah. that thing? Two, six, something. Six, fifteen, thirty. That's it. Yeah, we talked, didn't we, about structure. We talked about this sense of having some element of worship, of acknowledging that God is God. Some time of listening to God through his scripture, through reading the Bible, and then a time of prayer. So we're going to suggest that actually that's something that we could all do. 
um, and we're going to suggest them this time of 2.15.30. So if you don't pray regularly, then maybe you could start with six minutes. Two minutes, sit down, read a hymn, read a psalm, but two minutes just worshipping God. Two minutes reading scripture, read a Bible passage, and then two minutes talking to God in prayer. So can you commit six minutes a day to sit in a place and to worship, to read scripture and to pray? Now, if you already do pray and you think, well, I already spend, you know, 10 minutes um, in prayer, then maybe stretch it to 15. Worship for five minutes, read the Bible for five minutes and pray for five minutes. And if you think, got that nailed, then what about 30? What about going for 10 minutes in worship? 10 minutes studying scripture and you might then want to do more than just read. You might want to get a commentary and maybe go into a bit more depth studying the scripture. And then 10 minutes talking to God. So 6, 15, 30. Maybe you might find your place in that this uh, period of thy kingdom come we hope you've enjoyed this week's show there's more content to follow and you can find out more by going to yateparish.org.uk as a podcast you can also find us on itunes and within soundcloud and as every week goes by more podcast platforms will pick up the connection so you can be the first to listen to the new edition of The Connection. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you in the near future. The way to communicate with us can easily be found on our website, yateparish.org.uk. God bless.